Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, I'm not buying it. Uh, I'm not buying it. Not buying what, you're probably asking. Attorney General Barr gave an interview to the Wall Street Journal, Kim Strassel, and he said something in the interview that just doesn't make any sense. He was talking about the whole Spygate scandal, the spying operation on Donald Trump's campaign and presidency afterwards. And he implied that the CIA, he detected no improper activity with this Durham investigation. That is not, listen to me, listen, listen clearly, horse blinders on here. That is not possible. I'm going to walk you through today during the show, step by step, how it's absolutely impossible that John Brennan wasn't involved in this. John Brennan was the head of the CIA. And secondly, I'm going to explain to you why I think Bill Barr said what he said, implying that the CIA hadn't really done anything wrong. It's just not true. It can't be true. I'll give you the reasons why. Don't miss today's show. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be like a Friday show, which did bonkers numbers where we walked you through the whole Biden crime family. That show went crazy. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, protect your online activity. Surf the web in peace. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir, on this great Monday. It is a wonderful Monday. Glad to be with you. What's shaking with you, dude? You doing good? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing all right. Recovering a little bit. Spoke at the uh, Turning Point USA Student Action Summit this weekend. Right. Got out. Thank you for, uh, they uh, they had me out there. The speech is uh, up there on Rumble. You can check it out. Rich Samantha from the Mark Levin Show put it up. If you want to hear it, I went after it a little bit. It was nice. I got to walk in backstage, you know, con- you know, because of my low immune system. I, they, they did great. Turning Point. I didn't have contact with basically mm-hmm. anyone. I basically walked up on the stage, folks. Right, Paula? We touched no human being anywhere. They gave me like some sanitized mic. Boom, walked right out. So thank you, Charlie Kirk and Turning Point. You can check the speech out. Um, so yeah, busy weekend. All right, lot to get to. Uh-huh. Loaded show today. Let's get right to it. Today's show brought to you by a great gift for this holiday season, a special gift. You looking for something special? Paint your life. If you're looking for a special gift for someone this holiday season, something truly unique and personal. Truly unique is overused, not in this case. We've got a great idea. Paintyourlife.com. You can have an original painting by a world-class artist done by uh, hand from any photo at an affordable price. We're having a family photo done right now. It's We are super stoked about it. If you want to give a truly meaningful gift, you got to try paintyourlife.com. Get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a great price. Send any picture or combine photos into one painting. With Paint Your Life's compilation portraits, you can bring together family members you never had the chance to meet or create a portrait of the whole family without the need for everyone to be there for a family photo. Choose from a team of world-class artists. Work with them until every detail is perfect. You can order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. Quick and easy process. You, people will love this when you hang it in your house. Get a hand-painted portrait. It comes in about three weeks. Meaningful, personal, can be cherished forever. It makes the perfect holiday gift for you or for someone you love. At paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money's refunded. That's how sure they are you're going to love it. Guaranteed. And right now, it's a limited time offer. Get 20% off your painting. That's right. off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text the word Dan to 64,000. That's Dan to 64,000. Text the word Dan, D-A-N to 64,000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. All right, Joe, let's go. You know, it's funny. One more note about my speaking engagement this weekend in West Palm. A bunch of Dan Bongino show listeners there. They all wanted to see the Kenny Bell. 
I should have brought the Kenny Bell with me. <laughs> Thank you for the uh, incredible reception we got. I was truly humbled. You, humbled. you know, I get a, I have a really thin skin. I was about to break out in John Boehner tears there because I love you all. Thanks for watching my show. I really appreciate it. It means the world to us. All right, let's get right to it. Let's get right to it. First, let's get to what I was talking about with Bill Barr. Bill Barr is our attorney general. Um, I've always liked Bill Barr. I've defended Bill Barr. I think he's done some really great things. Um, but I think there's a misstep here. And um, maybe he knows something I don't. And if he does, we'll find out later. And I, I'm always willing, of course, to give you both sides to any story. But in an interview with the Wall Street Journal he gave with Kim Strassel, he said some things in the interview which don't seem to comport with reality. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I've written three books on this. I've had some great sourcing on the whole Spygate affair. And Bill Barr's statements that he could not detect or Durham hasn't yet detected any improper activity with the CIA don't seem to make any sense. Here's some coverage in the Washington Examiner uh, by two guys who've been all over this Spygate case, Dan Shaitlin and Jerry Dunleavy. Story will be in our show notes, Bungino.com slash newsletter, if you want to uh, read the show notes there. Bill Barr, quote, Washington Examiner, no sign of improper CIA activity surrounding Trump-Russia investigation launch. Folks, I'm not buying this at all. I'll get to Barr's potential motives for saying this later. Uh, it's just, we all, so we all understand where we're going with this. Bill Barr, no CIA improper activity during the spying operation on Donald Trump. Folks, that doesn't make any sense. Let's walk through this now, step by step. And keep in mind, as I walk through this, I'm going to make the point to you, number one, why I'm not buying the story that I do believe John Brennan and the CIA were not only involved in the spying operation on Trump, but heavily involved. That'll be point one. Point number two, what I think is really going on, why Barr is saying this. And point number three, the London connection and how that may be one of the reasons rug, they're sweeping everything under the rug right now to avoid international embarrassment for certain foreign actors, if you get what I mean. So stick with point number one here. There's no improper activity with the CIA and the spying operation on Trump. All the media reports I'm about to give you, by the way, none have been retracted yet. None. Let's go to media report number one from The Guardian. It's right here. The story's still out there for anyone to see. If you'd like to see this story at The Guardian, please just put it in the search engine and you can read it right there today. There's no editor's note that says this story's been retracted and is false. The Guardian. It's by Luke Harding back in 2017. British spies were first to spot Trump team's links with Russia. Exclusive. GCHQ, which is the British NSA, is said to have alerted U.S. agencies after becoming aware of contacts in 2015. Alerting agencies? Who? Keep in mind, Barr's telling us, oh, we haven't detected any improper activity with the CIA. We know the Russian collusion story that Trump colluded with the Russians is a total hoax, okay? And poor Joe, point stipulated, Paula, point stipulated, everybody gets it. We know it's yep. a total hoax. There was never a there there. There's no there there now. All of it was made up. It was all in a fake dossier called the Steele dossier. It's all fake. None of it was ever real. So if there was never any real Trump colluded with Russia information, then what the hell were the British giving to our intelligence agencies? The answer is fake stuff. Fake stuff. It wasn't real. It was never real. The Mueller report was conclusive. Mueller hated Trump, but at the end concluded, not only was there no evidence of Trump collusion, there was no evidence of any U.S. actor colluding with Russia. None. It's all fake. From the Guardian piece. Again, showing you how Barr's, Barr's conclusions can't possibly be real about the CIA. It says, quote, the GCHQ first became aware in late 2015 
of suspicious interactions between figures connected to Trump and suspected Russian agents, a source close to UK intel said. This is all fake, folks. None of this was real. The intelligence was passed to the U.S. as part of a routine exchange of information, they added. Over the next six months until summer of 2016, a number of Western agencies shared further information on contacts between the Trump Center Circle and Russian sources said. The European countries had passed on electronic intelligence known as SIGINT or signal intelligence, included Germany, Estonia, Poland, Australia, and members of the Five Eyes Spying Alliance that include the US, UK, Canada, and New Zealand. They also relayed material, one source said. So what do we know? We know now, according to this Guardian piece that was pretty well sourced at the time, and I'm telling you is accurate, that these friends of ours, the Five Eyes intelligence sources, the US, the UK, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, and others, Estonia and Poland, along with the UK, as I said before, Five Eyes, are all passing information about Trump's contacts with Russians. These are all fake. None of these are illegal contacts. There's nothing illicit here at all. Are passing it on to our people. You get it? Not complicated. Very simple. <clears throat> Overseas foreign intelligence entities are giving information to who? Our intelligence people. Who's our head intelligence agency? The CIA. Led by John Brown. The piece goes on. And it makes even more specific that the British GCHQ, their NSA, actually... The head of it had some meetings with John Brennan. Their piece, not mine. Quote, The Guardian, Luke Harding. According to one account, GCHQ's head, Robert Hannigan, passed material in the summer of 2016 to CIA chief John Brennan. Not my words, folks. Not Dan Bongino's words. This is the guard. They've yet to retract this. The matter was deemed so sensitive, it was handled at the director level. After an initially slow start, Brennan used GCHQ information and intelligence from other partners to launch a major interagency investigation. Uh, what? Hmm? I don't get it, Barr. But it, so why is, I don't understand. So Bill Barr saying no improper activity by the CIA. So if that's true, then the information passed from the Five Eyes channels, the UK and others to our CIA and John Brennan, as stated right there, John Brennan's name. GCHQ gave information to John Brennan, who headed the CIA. Then clearly, this Five Eyes information, this is an official intelligence channel we have with friendlies overseas called the Five Eyes Intelligence Channel. Clearly, there's a record of this, Joe, the information exchange, and there's nothing improper about it. That's what Bill Barr said, right? All right. There was nothing improper about the CIA. They did everything by the book. And by the book means that we have records, which we would, if information was passed, like this UK, um, this Guardian report says, information was passed from overseas here about Trump to our CIA. Clearly, there's a record of it through the formal Five Eyes intelligence channel. Um, But is there a record of that? Because it was all done properly, right, Joe? Well, Let's listen to the great Devin Nunes. Hmm. Gave this interview a while ago on Maria Bartiromo's show on Fox. And Devin Nunes has been very suspicious about this from the start because if Barr's right and the CIA did nothing wrong, then clearly there's documentation of these foreign governments who are friends of ours do this documented Five Eyes channel where there's paper and electronic records. Clearly there's a record of them passing this information. So where is it? 
So this is a, this is a little long. It's about a minute and 50 seconds. But listen to Devin Nunes hone right in on this and be like, where's the beef, folks? Where's the Five Eyes records? Where, 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 where is it? What happened? Check this out. So it took us a long time to actually get this, what's called the electronic communication. As we know it now for your viewers, what that is, is it's the original intelligence, the original reasons that the counterintelligence investigation was started. Now, this is really important to us because a counterintelligence investigation uses the tools of our intelligence services that are not supposed to be used on American citizens. So we've long wanted to know, well, what intelligence did you have uh, that actually led to this investigation? So what we found now, after the investigators have reviewed it, is that, in fact, there was no intelligence. So we have a traditional, we have a traditional partnership with what's called the Five Eyes Agreement. Five Eyes Agreement involves our friends in Australia, New Zealand, the United Kingdom, Canada, and of course us. So long time process and procedures in place where we move intelligence across. We are not supposed to spy on each other's citizens. Uh, and it's worked well, and it continues to work well. And we know it's working well because there was no intelligence that passed from Five Eyes, through the Five Eyes channels, to our government. And that's why we had to see that original communication. So now we're trying to figure out, as you know, uh, we are investigating the State Department. Uh, we think there's some major irregularities at the State Department, and we're trying to figure out how it is that this information about Mr. Papadopoulos, of all people, uh, who was supposedly meeting with some folks in London, uh, how that uh, made it over across into the FBI's hands. We know a little bit about that because of what some of the State Department officials themselves have said about that. So we were glad to get this behind us, but now, of course, as we peel another piece back, it leaves more unanswered questions, which we're trying to get to the bottom of. Joe, you have the uh, Devin Nunes translator for us. Can you please initiate that? Here we go. Initiating Nunes translator, Dan. <laughs> we, have, we haven't used that in forever. Yeah, wow. <laughs> you, you have to learn, because Devin Nunes is, is a, a good and decent man, unlike Eric Swalwell and others who've been uh, compromised. Um, he's not going to give up classified information on television. So you have to translate what he's really telling you. Let me translate this down to a one sentence bullet point. There was probably a black op going on here. It's always a dramatic term, right? Black ops. It's like the thing yeah. you see on TV, black CIA operation, yeah. like under the, what he's getting at there is there was obviously foreign governments passing fake information about this Trump-Russia collusion hoax to John Brennan at the CIA. It's been reported on. I'll produce more evidence later. We know it happened. It's not a secret. But Nunes is saying it didn't happen. Nunes is saying there's no record of that through formal, formal channels. Was John Brennan conducting kind of an under-the-rug operation by himself? to make sure this information made it to the FBI and elsewhere without having it vetted through normal CIA channels. That kind of sounds like what Nunes is saying there. That kind of sounds like it. That this we know this happened, but Nunes can't find it. Meaning, did it happen mouth to mouth? And I'm not talking about CPR. I'm talking about was Brennan the one 
marshalling this entire operation through an informal kind of black ops channel he had set up with his overseas foreign friendly counterparts to taint Trump and frame him for a fake Russian collusion scandal. Was Brennan doing this, exchanging all this information and not doing it through formal channels? We know it happened. We know there's a formal channel and we know there's no record of it. Really weird, isn't it? So maybe what Barr is suggesting there is the CIA's formal information channels, they didn't detect any improper activity. Maybe that improper activity was isolated to one person at the top, John Brennan. Because we know it happened. And what better way to launder information, fake information about Trump colluding with the Russians, than to isolate it to one person at the top so no one else sees it and detects that it's all BS, the PP tape and other stuff, right? If you know it's ridiculous, you want to keep it isolated to your major players, right? Because you don't want other people reading it going, this is stupid. So what better way to do it than to keep it isolated to Brennan and then to launder it through the State Department who gives it to the FBI too? So then Brennan passes it to the FBI. Hey guys, look what I got through Harry Reid. How did he do that? Brennan briefed the old Democrat, Harry Reid, in August of 2016 about information in the dossier. And then Harry Reid wrote a letter to the FBI. Pretty simple. Brennan to, Brennan to Reid. I'm going to tell you this information in the dossier. Wink it or not. You really should write a letter to the FBI and start investigating Trump. Another great way to do it would be to launder the same information through the State Department which has almost no investigative capabilities at all. They're mostly bureaucrats loyal to Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, who was the secretary of state, right? And then to get the State Department to give it to the FBI too. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That sounds like something Nunes said in the same interview. Here's part two, a shorter clip of the same interview where Nunes says kind of the same thing. Check that out. We do know that longtime associates of Hillary Clinton uh, including Sidney Blumenthal and another person named, I think, Corey Shear, uh, were actively giving information to the State Department that was somehow making its way to the FBI. This is from this is from two people within the State Department who have now publicly come out and said uh, this in, I think, in major news uh, publications. So we know this. Uh, we know this was at least from at least two witnesses uh, who have publicly said this. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to piece all that together. We now know that there was no official intelligence that was used to start this investigation. We know that Sidney Blumenthal and others were pushing information into the State Department. So we're trying to piece all of that together. And that's why we continued to look at the State Department. Uh, so we know Christopher Steele, creator of the PP tape dossier, right? The fake information indicating Trump was colluding with the Russians. We know he was meeting with the State Department. I'll get to that later. We know he was meeting with the FBI. I'll get to that later, too. And we also know the information he produced made it to John Brennan of the CIA because John Brennan told Harry Reid about it, who was then dumb enough to put it in a letter, the dossier information, and send it to the FBI. But Bill Barr's found no improper activity on behalf of Brennan? How is that? Or the CIA, I should say. He didn't say Brennan. One more point about this. If the CIA was acting properly, there would be a record of the information they traded with overseas partners who gave us. We would see it. Why don't we see it when we know it happened? Why hasn't CNN retracted this article yet? If there's some formal information channel nobody can find, why did CNN report this? British intelligence passed Trump Associates communications with Russians on to U.S. counterparts. April of 2017, an article we've only used 
50, 60 times on the show. Yet to be retracted. Someone's passing information about Trump team contact with Russians made up nonsense to our intelligence officials. How come there are no records of it anywhere? How come Nunes can't find it? Was Brennan running a black op by himself? Why hasn't Brennan refuted a lot of this reporting? All right, I got to get to my second sponsor, but we're going to exit part one of this. Remember, there's three parts to this. Number one, there was clearly a CIA led by Brennan operation, information exchanging with overseas partners. I'm not buying Barr's story at all. There was no improper activity to see it, none. Now we're going to get to what's really going on and the London connection and what I think they're really covering up. Let's get to our sponsor, though. First, today's show also brought to you by our good friends at Omaha Steaks. If this 2020 season, holiday season, feels like it's been a long time coming, it has. Make it worth the wait with some delicious, the some of the most delicious meats you'll ever taste in your life. Send the perfect gift. Send yourself something special. Bring families together for a delicious, juicy Omaha Steak holiday feast. The Deluxe Grillers Assortment. Features butcher's cut filet mignons that are absolutely delicious. A vast variety of entrees, sides, and desserts. Their potatoes are gratin. You will not just eat one. You'll eat the whole box by yourself. You may want to get a few extras because once you eat one, it's over. Right now, you can get this mouthwatering package plus four free delicious burgers and a free digital meat thermometer. By the way, this is the real deal. There's your meat thermometer. That's not some cheapo. That's the real deal. Free digital meat thermometer. Exclusive price available only to my listeners. <laughs> Go to omahasteaks.com. Enter the code Bongino in the search bar. B-O-N-G-I-N-O. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's guaranteed a fantastic gift and a safe way to enjoy this holiday season. Don't forget when you order the Deluxe Grillers Assortment, you'll get four free delicious Omaha Steaks burgers. Nice toasty bun, some lettuce. I like a little mustard on it. Mm. And a free digital meat thermometer with my code Bongino. When you plug that in the search bar at omahasteaks.com, it's a great deal you won't find anywhere else. They deliver guaranteed quality and safety with every order. It's the perfect gift. Send yourself something special. Eat like a champion. Send them to your friends. Send them to your clients. With Omaha Steaks, it ships directly to your door. The world's greatest steaks, premium meats, easy meals, everything you need for a memorable gift. Your clients, your family members, your friends will love it. You'll love it yourself. Stock up. Get a jump on, on gift shopping today with Omaha Steaks today, all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Visit omahasteaks.com, type Bongino in the search bar to shop the best gourmet gifts of the season. It's absolutely delicious food. Can't recommend it enough. omahasteaks.com, type Bongino in the search bar. All right, thanks, Omaha Steaks. Really appreciate it. All right, now let's get to part two of this. So I'm obviously not built, buying Bill Barr's story at all, um, that there was no improper activity in the CIA. So what's really going on here? Folks, it's clear as day from those of you who have, for those of you who have read my books and watched my show forever, that this is the most important story of our time. That our government, our CIA, our intel infrastructure, and our law enforcement operation through the FBI and our State Department was corrupted to spy on a presidential candidate and then President Donald J. Trump. This is a huge story. And why are we bringing this up again now? Because if we don't get to the truth, we will never have any accountability. And I'm not optimistic we're going to get any through the legal system as evidenced by these statements by Barr, which seem entirely ridiculous and implausible. I'm really sorry. What's going on here? Number one, two points. This was clearly an information laundering. You don't like money laundering? You sell drugs? Yeah. You can't go to the bank and say, hey, yeah. 
Here's my money from my, my crack cocaine deal. You can't. You have to launder, clean the money. You set up a, that whole show Ozark on Netflix is all about that. How people set up legitimate businesses to launder dirty money through to make it look like it's real. Ladies and gentlemen, information looks like that too. This was an information laundering operation. Joe, we've only been saying this now <laughs> for four years. That's right, Dan. What's information laundering? It's when you take fake information, like Trump colluded with the Russians to win the election. Fake. It's made up. It's totally discredited. And you give it the patina of truth by laundering it and pushing it through multiple legitimate businesses like you would be money laundering. What were those legitimate businesses? The FBI, the State Department, and the CIA. When you push the same information from Steele and Halper and Hillary Clinton's campaign who was paying for this fake information, when you push it through all these entities and they get back to the FBI, the FBI said to itself, my gosh, we're hearing this from the State Department, from the CIA, from Harry Reid, from Steele, from Halper, from our agents in New York. Gosh, it must be true. We're getting it from all these different people. It was never true. It was an information laundering operation from the start where they took fake information, pushed it through, flooded, you know, flooding the zone, you know, flooding the zone is in football. You yeah. throw a bunch of receivers downfield, yeah. you just throw the ball up. That's what they did. They threw a Hail Mary, a bunch of fake peepee tape stuff. They flooded the zone and they sent it to every channel possible, figuring by the time it got to the FBI from 20 different people that the FBI would be dumb enough to believe it. And they did. Or they pretended to. Hopefully that's the focus of Barr. Number two, what's really going on here? And when I say what's really going on, I mean, why is Barr, why is Barr saying this? CIA, no improper activity. So number one, I think the information laundering operation is his first target. But number two, I think he's trying to avoid some significant international embarrassment. I am not justifying this. I'm not suggesting this is the right thing to do. I'm simply giving you what I believe to be the truth. You've heard it from Nunes and you've heard it from others. There was exchange of information. We just don't have the record trail of it because clearly somebody was hiding the record trail by covering it up. Ladies and gentlemen, if this information was coming from the United Kingdom and the United Kingdom and others, I will never be allowed in the UK again after this show or other shows. If the United Kingdom and others were the kingpins behind a scandal to frame Donald Trump for a Trump-Russia collusion hoax that never happened. And the UK and other foreign partners were behind it because they thought Hillary would win and they could cover their tracks. Do you understand how dramatic of an impact that would be on international relationships if all of this became public? What's really going on? I think Barr and certain players in the Justice Department understand the nuclear bombshell this would be that a foreign government framed the president of the United States in conjunction with our CIA and that they're focusing on the information laundering part and they're going to hang up the FBI folks first with these law enforcement consequences, potential prosecutions. We'll see. I'm not sure. I'm not confident about that. But I believe that the international black eye and the global intergalactic embarrassment it would be 
and the complete, utter failure of our intelligence agencies to do anything other than spy on innocent American citizens in conjunction with supposed friendly governments of ours would be the biggest black eye in U.S. foreign policy in modern human history. I think Barr's team sadly understands that, and I think they're trying to sweep that under the rug. What does that have to do with the London connection? Well, ladies and gentlemen, London is obviously in the United Kingdom. I'm sorry, but there are some liberals listening. You got to get that out of the way. You know what's really weird about this case? We've already established the United Kingdom had a role in passing intelligence to Brennan's CIA. I just showed you the articles. Multiple sources. CNN, The Guardian. Not right-wing sources, folks. I just showed it to you. Well, what if I told you the nexus of this whole case was the UK and London? Who was in charge of our London operation for the CIA when all of this stuff was going down? Gina Haspel. Who's Gina Haspel? She was the station chief over there. She's the director of the CIA right now. Someone's got something to hide. You think she didn't know? So again, multiple media reports about the United Kingdom passing intel about Trump and Russians, fake intel to frame Donald Trump. She's the station chief in London and she doesn't know nothing about nothing about nothing. Well, let's walk through the London connection one by one because there's some eye openers in here too. London, UK connection. To keep it simple for the liberals watching who are having trouble following this. Let's go to this Real Clear Investigations article by Eric Felton from a while ago. How this all seemingly went down in London, right under the nose of Gina Haspel when she was in charge of it. And she's our current CIA director? Weird. Real Clear Investigations, quote, headline, FBI's man in Europe undercuts Orr's claim of limited Russiagate role. Forget the title for a second. Let's get right, give it to you so in case you want to look it up yourself. Put it in the show notes today as well. Here's a screenshot from that piece. This is an interesting piece, folks. So this agent Gata, G-A-E-T-A, he was uh, in the London office of the FBI. Gata's known Steele, quote, since 2010. Christopher Steele produced all the fake Russia information that made its way from the UK to the United States. So Gata's known Steele since 2010 when they were introduced to one another by Bruce Orr at the DOJ. Bruce Orr, whose wife was working for the company hired by Hillary to create this stuff. Weird, folks. Crazy. It was not a random encounter. Orr appears to have been drumming up business for Christopher Steele, having traveled to London to host a meeting between Gata and Steele in London, at which Steele pitched having his private intelligence firm do work for the FBI. It goes on. Over several years, Steele provided Gata with reports and leads. And so when Steele called at the beginning of July of 2016 to say he had important information, Gata flew to London during a meeting in Steele's office on July 5th. That can't be. The case didn't open until July 31st. How is this happening on July 5th? During a meeting in London on July 5th, Steele gave Gata pieces of what would ultimately become known as the dossier including the report claiming there was a video recording of Russian prostitutes urinating for Donald Trump's entertainment, otherwise known as the PPT. 
So the FBI's official story the whole time is that this case against Donald Trump didn't open until July 31st of 2016. But Joe, I just read in that piece that there was a meeting in London on July 5th. Joe, just checking, audience ombudsman time. I know this is tough. Think this through. Uh July 5th is before or after July 31st. Take a moment. Mm. This is very important. It's it's before. Way before. The verdict yeah. is in. Joe, yeah. Joe's a genius. It happens to be before, and Joe is correct. Thank God for the oh, audience on Buds. I couldn't bro. figure that out. Really weird how Gata, this FBI agent, flies to London, where Gina Haspel is the CIA station chief in London. We know the UK is passing us information that's fake about Trump called the dossier. That information, because that's the only information about Trump and Russia anybody had. It was all fake. And we know that the meeting happens three weeks before the FBI told us they started the case against Trump, which is weird because that doesn't seem to be right, that story. Now, Gate is an interesting guy. FBI agent, long-term relationship with Steele. Cover, by the way, I, I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm not into this shameless pluggery. You know, I don't talk about my book much. Folks, there's a chapter. It starts on page 79 in my book, Followed Money, and I'm going to show a screenshot from where I go over this whole Gata, Stephen Soma, Halpert relationship with Steele. Please, please read that chapter. You don't even have to read the whole book. Just read that chapter, page 79 on. Gata's an interesting guy. He knows Steele. They go way back. Steele's the source of all this nonsense about Trump and Russia. They meet in London. Right under the nose of Gina Haspel, the CIA. You think she didn't she didn't know? She's the station chief in London, where the FBI's meeting about the PP hoax. So Gata flies over there, weirdly, three weeks before they said they started the case. That's just really crazy. But the real clear piece goes on. They bring up another interesting little tidbit here about how this information starts laundering its way through various entities. Quote, after the meeting, Gata wasn't sure what to do with the documents, the PP documents, you know, folks. He wanted to get the Steele reports to the right people at the FBI, but didn't know who the right people would be. He was reluctant to ask around for fear of spreading word of the explosive information. Finally, in the middle of July, middle, I thought this didn't start, I thought this started at the end of July. Finally, in the middle of July, Gator reached out to a trusted colleague who was in the New York field office. Oh, isn't that strange? A trusted colleague in the New York field office. Weird how that worked out. I thought the FBI said they didn't get the dossier until September 19th. You understand how none of this, what you've been told, none of this is true? So the CIA, Gina Haspel, who's in charge of the London office, has no idea there's a meeting in London happening about the biggest scandal in human history that Trump is supposedly working with Vladimir Putin to win an election. Biggest scandal in human history. It's happening in London. And our CIA station chief, current director of the CIA, has no idea. Sure. The FBI gets this dossier about Christopher Steele's dossier laying out this scandal. Trump is working with Putin to influence the election. They get this dossier then, but they've insisted on the record they didn't get it till September. But this is July 5th. July's, Joe, again, one more time. July's before September, correct? Think yeah. it through, buddy. No, Okay, no, thank that, you. That's an easy Round one, yeah. two. Joe, he's never wrong. The guy's no. a genius. He's the Einstein of ombudsman. July's before <laughs> September. The FBI's told us over and over, 
The PP hoax dossier had nothing to do with us starting the case. It had everything to do with Papadopoulos. Really weird because your guy in London meeting right under the CIA's nose there is meeting with the guy who wrote the PP dossier in July and says, I wanted to get it to this colleague in New York. Who was that colleague? Well, that's going to be important. I'm going to get to that in a second and my suspicions there. Let me get to my third sponsor, but don't go anywhere. This story only gets better. Today's show also brought to you by friends at GenuCells. Only a few days left for Christmas and the holiday season sales on now from our friends at Chamonix. This Christmas season, get Chamonix's brand new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum. Absolutely free with your order. Personal favorite of the beautiful and lovely Paulita. The new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum from Chamonix means skin that is smooth as silk, free from redness, acne, and acne scars, and faster collagen production. Zotique increases firmness, smoothness, and it diminishes adult acne, redness, and stress breakouts. You can even say goodbye to crow's feet and those dreaded laugh lines. And with its immediate effects, see results in 12 hours or less. Got a hot date? Immediate effects. Everyone will see the difference guaranteed or 100% of your money back. That's the Chamonix promise. Visit GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Enter the code DAN40. That's Dan40 at checkout for even more holiday savings. Treat yourself this holiday. Get Chamonix's brand new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum, Crystal's at-home microdermabrasion treatment, their exfoliating mask, and a surprise luxury gift, all free with your order today. Plus free upgrade to priority shipping. Can't beat that. Go to GenuCell.com. GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com. Use code Dan40 at checkout for even more holiday savings. All right, back to the show. So we know now the CIA had to know what was going on. It was all going down in London. The FBI was meeting in London before they said they opened the case. July 5th, they said they opened it July 31st. They know they had the dossier before that, even though they told us they got it in September because it's July. So then we know that Gata passes this dossier to a colleague in New York. Who is that colleague from New York? Well, in my book, in the what's the chapter? No, hold on a second. Oh, it's called The Strange Tale of Case Agent One, Chapter Six. Who's Case Agent One? Case Agent One in the Inspector General's report that looked into all this was the one, quote, responsible for most of the errors in the Pfizer report. In other words, Case Agent One is the one who went in and swore that this whole PP dossier in front of a judge to get a Pfizer warrant to spy on Trump swore that those facts had been verified when, in fact, they were a hoax. All of it. Who do some people believe case agent one is? From my book, they believe it was this guy, Stephen Soma, who incredibly, folks, had a connection to what? (laughs) The New York field office. Wait, wait. Gata said he passed the dossier to a colleague in the New York field office of the FBI. But weird, the FBI, this is in July, said they didn't get it till September. This is from my book, and I have to throw this in there. The lovely Paula strongly objected. This is an actual screenshot, if you're watching on Rumble, from my phone of my book. Paula strongly objected. She wanted me to use a digital copy because this is an actual screenshot. She was nice enough to add the cover, though. So I have to give credit. Here, from my book. Again, who's case agent one? A lot of people believe it was Soma. Anyone who scrutinizes, this is from my book, the timing of Soma's conclusions, in other words, his swearing to the Pfizer warrant, is likely to smell a rat. Let me back up again. Soma was a Russian ops expert when he worked in the New York FBI office. The Federalist reports that before Soma came to D.C. to join the Crossfire team in August, 
He worked as a special agent in counterintelligence in New York, where he zeroed in on Russian operations. That suggests he was operational in the New York office around the time Steele's Rome-based handler, Gaeta, sent a copy of Steele's first two memos to an FBI supervisor in the New York office on July 28th. July 28th. This is not possible, folks. The FBI continues to insist they didn't get the dossier to September 19th. But you know what's even weirder? That when Lisa Page was asked by Trey Gowdy, Lisa Page, FBI lawyer, who was one of the leaders of the of the team in spying on Donald Trump through the FBI. Remember her having the affair with Peter Stroke? When Lisa Page was asked by Trey Gowdy when they first got some of the reports and Trey Gowdy said, so you got them on July 28th? She said, quote, right, thank you. I, I, I thought they got them on September, the dossier report. I thought September. Sounds like somebody's lying here. You know what's even weirder, too? That the FBI continues to insist they open up this case right under the CIA's nose and Gina Haspel's nose in early July of, of uh, 2016. Yet they continue to insist that that didn't happen. They opened up the case in late July, despite meeting in early July right under the CIA's nose in London. Sounds like they're hiding something, no? Sounds like what they're hiding is the fact that their whole case was based on the PP dossier. You know what's weird, too? That a source they were using with connections to the intelligence community, a guy by the name of Stefan Halper, an FBI uh, source who they were using for this report, had met with Carter Page, who was one of the subjects of the dossier, Trump team member Carter Page, had met with him before July 31st and early July as well. That's really crazy, isn't it? The FBI has this source. They say they didn't open up the case till July 31st, yet their source is meeting with a Trump team member before July 31st. Sounds like somebody's lying. Yeah. So now I think you get my London connection and what they may be hiding, some international embarrassment. So I said I'd had some good news, bad news. I do parlor teases on parlor of the show exclusively every morning before the show. And I said to you that there's some good news, bad news. I just gave you the bad news. The bad news is I am convinced. I'm sorry that Barr is not telling you the whole story. His insistence that there was no improper activity on behalf of the CIA is obviously erroneous based on left wing reporting. The Guardian and CNN. Somebody passed the fake pee-pee stuff about Trump to our CIA. We know it. Why is Barr hiding it? Because I think they're trying to avoid the biggest scandal in human history. That our friendly governments were spying on a presidential campaign for us. Period. Full stop. That's the bad news. Okay, please give us some good news. This is not meant to take the edge off the bad news. It's just meant to give you the truth. Barr has repeatedly stated, this is the segment to get this Epic Times piece in a second, but has repeatedly stated on the record, including in an interview with Martha McCallum about a year ago on Fox News, that he is zeroing in this, this investigation into this, uh, into the whole Spygate scandal spying operation, that he's zeroing in on, quote, private actors. He's used that term twice now. He used it in an interview about a year ago with Martha McCallum. I'm going to play it. He said it. Just try, we played it on the show before. But in the very same interview with Kim Strassel, he said that term private actors again, that we're looking into the FBI, not so much the CIA, and also the activities of private actors. Here's Peace in the Epic Times. Be up in the show notes again, bongino.com slash newsletter. The newsletter is the show notes. Just subscribe. You can read it there. Ivan Penchikov, 
Epic Times. Durham's broad spygate inquiry looking at private actors, Barr says. That was from December of 2019. He said it again in the weekend interview. So he said this multiple times. That was in 2019. And he said it again in the interview with Kim Strassel in the journal. The same term, private actors. What is he talking about? And why is this good news? Let's tie it together. We know foreign governments were spying on Donald Trump for our government here. Biggest scandal of our time. We know there were no records of it. Nunes has repeatedly stated there is no official intelligence product from these foreign governments. So, Joe, if the biggest scandal of our time, foreign governments were spying on a presidential candidate for the United States government, Barack Obama and others. Mm -hmm. If we know they were doing it and there were no formal channels, then how would they hide that? (laughs) Maybe use private actors. Let's walk through how they did that. So we know Christopher Steele used to work for the British intelligence agencies and is now retired freelancing, working for Hillary Clinton, writing fake reports about Donald Trump and PP tapes and trying to collude with Putin to win an election, all fake. So we know Steele's trying to launder that information through the Justice Department, the State Department, the FBI and the CIA by flooding the zone and giving it to anyone who will listen. And one recipient of that information was Bruce Orr. Bruce Orr was the fourth highest ranking official of the Department of Justice under Barack Obama's administration at the end when they were spying on Donald Trump. And Bruce Orr's wife conveniently was working for the company Fusion GPS that was paying Christopher Steele to produce the fake pee-pee stuff. So what did Bruce Orr say under oath about Christopher Steele, who wrote these dossiers, these fake things, these private actors? What did Bruce Orr say under oath where he believed Christopher Steele got all this information that was fake about Trump and Russia? Well, well, let's just go to the transcript. Bruce Orr, (laughs) quote, in the July 30th conversation, it's a a July 30th, 2016 conversation that Bruce Orr had with Steele. That's what he's referring to. This is Bruce Orr's words. In that July 30th conversation, one of the items of information that Christopher Steele gave to me was that he had information that a former head of the Russian Foreign Intelligence Service, the SVR, had stated to someone, I didn't know who, that they had Donald Trump, quote, over a barrel. So we know Steele's meeting with the DOJ, Bruce Orr, while Orr's wife is working for the company that hired Steele, and that Steele tells Orr, I got this information from the Russian SVR? That's Orr's words right there under oath. He swore to it. Really weird, huh? Now, we know Christopher Steele's meeting with the State Department, too. So not only is Steele meeting with the Justice Department, telling Bruce Orr or implying he got this information from big-time Russian intelligence people, private actor Steele, We know Steele also met with Kathleen Kavalek at the State Department, too. She was a higher up there. And Kavalek actually wrote down in her own handwriting some very specific notes about what Christopher Steele told her, where he was getting the fake PP information stuff from, too, and the Russian collusion hoax. 
Mm -hmm. The private actor, Steele. Look at Cavalex notes. These are her actual notes. Rumble.com slash Bongino if you want to see them. This is a screenshot of her actual note. Steele told her in July, quote, that one of his sources was Trubnikov. Trubnikov was a higher up in the Russian intelligence outfit. So Christopher Steele is telling both Orr from the Justice Department, flooding the zone, and telling Kavalek from the State Department that his source is this guy Trubnikov who was a higher up in the Russian intelligence service. You know what would be really crazy? If Trubnikov had a relationship with Halper, a spy working for the FBI, Halper who had a job in Cambridge in London, and Halper was working with Trubnikov too, two private actors, both claiming they're getting information from the same Russian and probably making the whole thing up. Wouldn't that be nuts? I'll get to that. In a second, let me get to my final sponsor. I'm going to tie this thing up for you. You hear him at the beginning of every show. Ladies and gentlemen, surf the internet in peace. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. You hear it every day. Well, how did I choose which internet uh, service provider to use? The sad thing is most most of us have very little choice because ISPs operate like monopolies in the regions they serve. Then they use this monopoly power to take advantage of customers. Data caps, streaming throttles, the list goes on and on. But worst of all, many ISPs log your internet activity. Do you know that? And then they sell the data to big tech companies or advertisers. To prevent ISPs from seeing my internet activity, I protect, I protect my devices, all of them with ExpressVPN. What is it? It's a simple app for your computer or smartphone. It encrypts all your data, uh, your network data, and tunnels it through a secure VPN server so your ISP cannot be seen or any of your activity. Don't have people spying on you. Just think about how much of your life is on the internet. Sadly, every site you visit, video you watch, message you send gets tracked by ISPs or other tech giants who then sell it for profit. That's the reason I recommend ExpressVPN as the best way to hide your online activity from your ISP. Don't wait. Just download the app, tap one button. It's that simple and you are protected. ExpressVPN does all this without slowing your connection. That's why it's rated number one, not number two, not number 10, number one. The number one VPN service by CNET and Wired. Stop handing over your data to ISPs. You know how I feel about this and other tech giants who mine your activity and sell off your information. Protect yourself today with the VPN we trust right here to keep our activity private online. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Get three extra months free. Again, expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Go right now to learn more. Okay. Thanks, ExpressVPN. So we know Barr's looking into the activity of some private actors who seem to be running this black op outside of formal channels, sending all this fake information into the United States about Trump colluding with the Russians. Wouldn't it be, Steele's a private actor, right? He's not working for the government. Is, is, that, is that who he's talking about? I don't know. I can't get in Bill Barr's head, but key lock. It's, it seems to be really odd. Barr has said twice they're really looking into these private actors. Interesting. So we know Steele has claimed he's getting this information, this Russia hoax stuff from this guy, Trubnikov. We know Steele's working with the FBI. We also know a noted intelligence contact, Stefan Halper, is also working with the FBI. It would be so crazy if Halper had a relationship to this Russian Trubnikov too, wouldn't it? 
Let's go to this Daily Caller piece. This is just fascinating. It's an oldie but goodie, but oh, worth your time by Chuck Ross. FBI informant, they're talking about Halper, bragged about links to Russian spies in secret recording of Trump aid. This is too much. From the piece, these are Halper's own words in a recording they have. I have a lot of friends in Russia, Halper told George Papadopoulos during recorded conversations which occurred over drinks and which the FBI recorded. My point is that, Halper said, the Russians can be very helpful to us at this time. And we've got some great information coming out. Uh, yeah, it was all fake. Uh, peace goes on. Halper, a former Cambridge professor. Joe, Cambridge is in the UK, right? Just yep. checking. Just yes, checking. Sir. There you go. Joe's three for three. London, This London, UK, Cambridge. This is really weird. Halper, a former Cambridge professor, rattled off the names of Russians. Vyacheslav Trubnikov, Leonid Shedbarshin, and Yuri Trotov, according to a transcript of the secretly recorded conversation released on Thursday. Wow. Were these private actors working together? Because they're both citing the same guy for the fake pee-pee stuff and Russia stuff. And no, I won't stop calling it the pee-pee stuff because that's how stupid it really was. And it deserves to be mocked and laughed at. So the bad news, Barr's statements about the CIA and improper activity don't seem to comport with reality. The good news, he has said multiple times he's looking into private actors. Steele, private actor, right? Halper, private actor, and they're both claiming they have the same Russian source. Trubnikov, this Russian higher up in the Russian intelligence services. Crazy how Christopher Steele is from the UK and Halper, who's from the United States, works there. While Gina Haspel, our current CIA director, was the station chief. All under her nose? She doesn't smell anything. She would be the worst CIA station chief in human history. Do you concur, Omicost? Yeah, not, uh, not too good. <laughs> I just want to let that settle. I was, that, that was actually a radio. I had to say that because I want to let that settle a bit before yeah. I get into the explanation here. What is Barr hiding? Barr is obviously hiding that Brennan knew about these private actors, likely knew about them, what they were doing, because we have Brennan passing the information in Steele's dossier to Harry Reid. And he's probably trying to give the CIA and Gina Haspel a pass by pushing this all off on Steele and Halper, the quote, private actors. But I'm going to get to a Washington Post piece here in a second. This means either one of two things. If Barr's right, that the CIA did nothing wrong and Gina Haspel, who was in charge of our, was the London station chief at the time. It means Joe's right that she may be one of the worst CIA station chiefs we've had in human history because a U.S. intelligence asset working in Cambridge, Stefan Halper, is claiming to be working with the Russian head of the SVR, Trubnikov, in Cambridge in London and she doesn't know anything about it? So she really stinks, number one. Or number two, she knew about it the whole time. Halper and Steele were making it up. They used the United Kingdom and their intelligence service to embarrass Trump and set him up. And they lied about it the whole time and Haspel knew. Either one of those options ain't good. 
It's no. not good. It's not good. Either she was really stupid or she was in on the whole thing. Let's go to the Washington Post. I always love bringing out these left-leaning sources because they try. None of this has been retracted. It's a conspiracy theory by CNN, The Guardian, and The Washington Post. Here's The Washington Post back in 2018. Cambridge University in the United Kingdom for the liberals watching. Cambridge University perch gave FBI source, that was Halper, access to top intelligence figures and cover as he reached out to Trump associates. This is crazy. The Washington Post knows about this and a CIA station chief in London doesn't? From, let's go to the Washington Post piece. For 15 years, Halper convened seminars, informal dinners, and apartment gatherings in Cambridge, again in the UK for liberals, with leading academics and one-time leaders of the British spy services. His perch as a Cambridge professor gave Halper, a veteran of three Republican administrations, the chance to mingle with figures such as then DIA chief Mike Flynn. Wow, that's weird. And Vyacheslav Trubnikov. There's that Trubnikov again, former director of the Russian Foreign Intelligence Service. This is all happening in London under our current CIA director's nose and she doesn't know anything about it? A veteran intelligence operative, according to the Washington Post, not me, Halper, who's worked in Republican administrations too, who is being reported on by the Washington Post having contacts with some of the most important intelligence figures in Russia. By the way, the same intelligence figure cited as a source by the guy who made up the dossier. And the London station chief of the CIA knows nothing about it. You know what's really crazy about this too? You may be like, at this point. Hey, Dan, how come Trump okayed Gina Haspel as director of the CIA? I don't know. I don't have a good reason. Was there some horse trade that went on somewhere? I don't know. If this happened under Gina Haspel's nose, again, she's the worst station chief in the history of London. Or more likely, number two, she knew about this entire operation to spy on Trump using London, UK intelligence assets and private actors who were working right under her nose. I don't know why she was selected as the, as the CIA director. I have no good reason to tell you that. But I do find it awfully suspicious that Fusion Kendalanian, remember Fusion Kendalanian at NBC News? Yes, sir. Ken Delanian is an alleged reporter, I know Joe knows him, who has been implicated in this Spygate media scandal because he's got a connection to Fusion GPS and getting tips from him. They jokingly call him Fusion Ken Delanian. Whenever they want to leak something about Spygate to make it look good for the scandal players, they give it to Ken Delanian at NBC. So it's awfully weird that Ken Delanian wrote this story at NBC about Gina Haspel. Check this out. Why do so many spies support Gina Haspel at the CIA? <laughs> That's classified by Fusion Candelania. Let's go to a screenshot from the piece. Who else okayed Gina Haspel? Thought this was a great idea to put Gina Haspel in charge of our CIA now. Maybe to... Oh, John Brennan! Ha! Quote, Fusion Candelania, NBC. 
Former CIA case officer John McGuire, who backs President Trump, has almost nothing in common politically with John Brennan, the former CIA director under Obama. But they both agree that Gina Haspel should be the next CIA director. <laughs> the swamp isn't real. It's a conspiracy theory. What better person to have in charge of the CIA to make this all go away? And then Barr's like, no, we didn't see anything improper at the CIA. Gina Haspel's like, I didn't see anything improper either. Nothing. Really, it all happened in London while you were there. You know what the worst part about the whole story is? And we'll wrap this show up. The worst part about this whole story is, as private actors were using foreign intelligence services to spy on Donald Trump, with John Brennan being knee-deep in the whole thing and our London station chief either being too stupid to figure it out or being part of it. They were using private actors, and those private actors, one of them, was on the U.S. government payroll, and you paid for it. No way! Let's go to this article by Glenn Greenwald, one of the few honest reporters left. Not a conservative, by the way. In The Intercept. Now he's got his own substack. He got away from these loons at The Intercept, but... Quote, Glenn Greenwald, headline, the FBI informant who monitored the Trump campaign, Stefan Halper, oversaw a CIA spying operation in the 1980 presidential election, Glenn Greenwald, back in 2018. But at the bottom of this piece is a really interesting little tidbit to tie this whole little gift package together. <laughs> gift package, Christmas week, whatever. Here you go. Check this out. This little bad boy right here. Quote, Greenwald. Then there are questions about what appears to be some fairly substantial government, pay by, by the way, that's U.S. government payments, payments to Halper throughout 2016. Gee, when the whole spying thing was going on on Trump? Halper continues to be listed as a, quote, vendor by websites that track payments by the federal government to private contractors. Crazy. There's the screenshot right there. Stefan Halper, Great Falls, Virginia. So let's just sum this whole thing up for you. There was improper activity with John Brennan at the CIA. For some reason, Barr wants that to go away. Is it because Gina Haspel's telling him it to go away because she was in London when the whole thing was going on and we were using the United Kingdom to spy on Donald Trump and it all happened under her nose and we want to spare the United Kingdom the embarrassment, Gina Haspel, the CIA, and everyone else, so we're going to focus on the FBI, who did equally wrong in this as well, but that's no excuse to let everybody else off the hook. What did Haspel know? When did she know it? It's only fair, right? This all went down in London with a spy on the government payroll who worked in Cambridge and claimed in his own words his source was a Russian guy who appears in State Department notes as the same source the Steele dossier author said was his source, this guy Trubnikov. What's the connection between the two? One last point. Halper, the private, private actor being paid by the government, working in London, why Haspel's the station chief there, and Steele, former UK spy working for Mrs. Clinton. What's the connection? between? They're both saying they got the information from Trubnikov, both of them, all the stuff, the PP stuff and elsewhere. They got Trump over a barrel, to quote Orr. That was attributed to Trubnikov. That's who they're talking about. What's the catch? Why do Halper and Steele both say that? I think they're not telling the truth. They made the whole story up. 
They attributed it to Tribnikov to give it the imprimatur, the patina, the code of seriousness. We got this from Tribnikov. I think they made the whole thing up. I don't think Tribnikov ever told them that. You think Tribnikov, the head of the foreign Russian intelligence, has this information and nobody knows about it but these two private actors? I think they made the whole thing up. I don't think they heard that from Tribnikov at all. I think they made it up. And what's the connection between the two of them? <laughs> Chapter six. I'll tell you, I'm not, you buy it or not, I'll tell you right here. I'm not like, oh, T is only in my book. But if you want it in detail, all the details and the references, chapter six of my book. What's the connection between Steele and Halper, who both have the same source? Wouldn't it be really bizarre if Christopher Steele's handler was Gaeta, the London FBI agent working in London, you know, where Haspel was a station chief, and Halper's handler was Stephen Soma, case agent one the one responsible for most of the untruths in the FISA document. And wouldn't it be even weirder if those two both had a connection and both worked in the New York field office? <laughs> I know there's a lot going on with the election and other things. We got that uh, President Trump just brought a case to the, uh, hopefully they're petitioning for, uh, for writ at the Supreme Court for the Pennsylvania case. I'll give you some updates and all that stuff. I know there's a lot going on, folks, but this is only the biggest scandal of our time. And I'm sorry, but what Bill Barr said can't possibly be true. Now you have the full story. Soup to nuts. Hey, thanks again for tuning in. Please go to BonginoReport.com every morning for your news. Dump Drudge, they dumped you a long time ago. He's gone full left. Book market, we'd really appreciate Traffic's been through the roof. We give you the best conservative news of the day. And if you wouldn't mind, we're almost at a million subscribers, unbelievably, on Rumble. It is our video alternative to YouTube. We don't censor content over there. It's all free. Please subscribe, rumble.com slash Bongino, and watch there. I don't want to enrich YouTube anymore. We're getting tired of them. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the book. Your chapter six. Blow your mind. I'll see you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.